Hey guys, I'm being sponsored by Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Guys, I use it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Attack the Attack 360 Episode 2 with Jeremiah Cook. Now, I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who's subscribed and is going to start listening to the podcast. And I really, really appreciate it, guys. And, you know, this is a project that I really uh, am going to enjoy doing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So all I can say is thank you. Thank you for the amount of listeners that are that are listening. Okay. So on this uh, episode, what I want to talk about is self-defense okay so what is self-defense self-defense is you protecting yourself from harm from from a threat you're protecting your loved ones your your spouse your your child or children if your friends are with you you're protecting your friends you know whoever's around you in 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 your area you're protecting not only yourself and your well-being, your well-being, but you're also protecting everyone around you. Okay. Now, at the same time, still, again, what is self-defense? Well, you're using physical force against force that is threatening you with violence. Okay. That is what self-defense is. Okay, Um, so learning self-defense is something that you have to do when you're being threatened, right? So what are the rules of self-defense? Okay, so if you're looking at a big 360 in this, the big picture, right? The big circle. Self-defense breaking it down in three three rules okay number one it's awareness so if you're going from point a to point b let's just say from the store to your car or from the house to your car or uh, you're sitting in a restaurant or you're sitting at a gathering whatever it is that you're at okay or doing uh, you're looking around you you're aware. So you you need to know how to look and pay attention to everything. You need to know when you're walking to your car and if you if you feel uneased because someone is standing in a in a certain spot or they're standing close to your car or you know, then you you know, you don't want to continue, you want to turn and walk away and you know, get help if you need help. Um so you need to be aware. Okay? awareness that's rule number one 
Number two, even if you are aware, and like say for instance you're sitting down somewhere and you're seeing some uh, something going on uh, and you need to locate that threat. So in other words, like for me, I'm going to use myself as an example. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I end up doing is that if I go to a restaurant, I like to sit in a spot to where I can see traffic, meaning like people walking in and walking out. Okay. What is the reasoning for that? Well, it's because that way I know where the location of my threat is going to be. Whatever's going to happen is going to be right there at that entrance. For instance, if someone was irate and they just had enough with this place and they're coming in, blames, you know, uh, guns a blazing, then you're going to have to be like, oh shit, you know, what am I going to do? You already see that threat. You're aware of it. Now you located it. Okay. And that's rule number two. You have to be, you have to locate that threat. And then number three, you have to act. You have to act and you have to react. Okay. So in another episode, I'm going to talk about action and reaction. Okay. But right now I'm going to say rule number three is to act and react. If I see a threat happening in the distance, and it doesn't have to be like a big distance. I'm talking about something close to you. Okay. Um, if you see something going on, the main thing to do is to take cover, right? If there is an active shooter, self-defense still plays part in that. So if your threat, you're being aware, your threat is coming in, you locate that threat, you take cover. Number three, you take action, right? You take action and you react, meaning that you take cover, you bring, you know, you, you try and, and hide or you get help or whatever it is, okay? And it's not, it's not just for, let's just say that active shooter type deal, but it's, it's also meant for, like, if I'm walking to my vehicle and I'm aware that something's going on, I'm, I already located that threat, now I need to act and react. If I feel threatened, am I going to continue going forward? No. I'm going to go ahead and turn around and walk away. Or I'll go ahead and get some help. Right? Women. If you're walking to your car, let's just say you go out with your girlfriends and, and you're having dinner. Okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're walking to the car and you see a threat and you're by yourself... Turn around, walk back to the restaurant or to the bar, wherever you girls are at, and say, hey, can I get someone to walk with me to my car? I feel very uncomfortable. Okay? Another way is to, if it's a group of you guys and you're walking out of the restaurant or wherever you guys are at, and if one person's parked one, one place and another person's parked another place, well, guess what? Ask, that one, ask one of your friends, say, hey, you mind taking me to, your, to my car? And then you do that. You shuffle around, drop off your girlfriends, right? Guys, same thing. I mean, yes, I know we're macho. Yes, we can handle ourselves. But in this day and age, there's no more one-on-one, okay? If there's no more one-on-one. There's, there's going to be two or three people against one person. It's going to end up ugly. Someone's always carrying something. So please, follow the three rules. Awareness, locate your threat, 
and action or act and react. Okay. Now, that's good when you're able to keep a certain distance. Okay. That's awesome if uh, that, that right there defeats a lot of uh, conflict. Okay. The best self-defense is to turn and run away. <laughs> turn and run. Okay. Go get help. Now, what I like to talk about here is distance, okay? If I have a good distance between me and my attacker, if it's a conversation, if we're having, uh, not really a conversation, it'd be more like a heated discussion, right? He's, you know, verbally abusing me or verbally assaulting me, whatever it is. And if I remain calm, and I'm at a distance, I'm going to try and keep it calm. Like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry, take it easy. Whatever it was that upset you, you know, let's, let's handle it. Let's squash it down, right? If that doesn't work, I know that I have a distance, a good distance. I can't touch him with a, with a punch. I can't kick him if I wanted to because we're at a good distance. So if I'm at that distance to where nobody can do anything, I still have a chance to walk away or get help. Or turn and run, right? Now let's just say we're a little closer. And he's in within my leg distance. Now I know my distance. Especially with when I when I trained in martial arts and, and trained in stick and knife fighting. And I trained in all this other stuff. I know my distance. I know my range. So if he's within my leg range. Now I still have a chance to talk down the situation. Okay. I still have a, a chance to go ahead and back up and slowly walk away. But if he keeps coming forward and he's within my leg distance, then I'm going to throw a kick, okay, to keep him away from me, right? Now, if it escalates and I can't move, let's just say I can't move for some reason. I'm trapped or whatever, a table's behind me, a wall's behind me, whatever it is. And he steps closer and he's in within hand range. Well, that's already getting kind of dangerous, Okay, so I have to use my hands. I have to know my range with my hands or my elbows, my knees. And if they if they actually grab you, then that's a real that's a danger zone. Okay, that's a danger zone. So knowing your range and knowing your distance when you're doing self-defense is really key. All right. And that leads me into the next Three part of self-defense. There's also another three rule self-defense. And that's for engaged self-defense. Okay. So engaged self-defense. If I have that distance between me and my opponent. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and he's already, you know, uh, I'm, at that, I'm at that distance to where I can't punch him, I can't kick him. Okay. And I have that, that opportunity to, to uh, neutralize that, that attack, that threat. So what I'm going to do is this. The first rule of engaged self-defense is to move. All right? I'm going to move. If my attacker's coming at me, I'm moving out of the way. I'm going to move and put something between us, like a chair or a table. If there's like a pillar, I'm going to put that in between us. I'm gonna, it's like playing tag. Right. I don't want to get touched. So I'm going to move around. I'm going to run around 
so he doesn't hit me or touch me or, or anything, right? That's rule number one when it comes to engage self-defense. You're moving. You're moving out of that line of attack or you'll put something between you and your attacker, okay? That's key. Number two, if you're not able to move and you're right there in front of your attacker, your attacker's right in front of you, and he throws a punch or a kick or he's attacking you in some way, well then, it's to block. Number two, you have to block it. Protect your face, right? Um, You know, you don't want to get hit in the face and then uh, you don't want to get hit in the body. You don't want to get hit in general. It hurts. I don't like it. (laughs) So... So I block, okay? Now, what's the purpose of blocking? People say, yeah, blocking, you block so you don't get hit. Well, okay, yes, that's part of it. You're moving so you don't get hit. But blocking an attack is redirecting that attack, okay? So if my opponent's throwing my, a punch and he's coming at my face and I block... Well, I'm redirecting that hit to go somewhere else other than my face, right? If he's swinging something and I'm able to move and block at the same time, I'm redirecting that attack. So that's rule number two in the engage self-defense. Now, number three is to counter. Now, countering in self-defense has three parts in in itself, okay? You counter, meaning striking or taking out your opponent, right, is to neutralize your opponent. That's what countering is. You're neutralizing that threat. You already tried moving. You already tried blocking. Now it's time to neutralize that threat that's coming at you, that attack. So you strike. You counter. Okay? And what are the three types of counters? Okay, so again, I'm going to break this down, and there's three of them. Well, number one is to strike. That, that's a given. You're striking, you're punching, you're kicking, your elbow, your knees, your whatever it is, right? You're going to strike. So if your opponent moves at you, he's throwing a punch, you're already blocked, you're going to strike him. Boom! Well, number two is also takedown. Right, so if you're able to block and grab your opponent and take them down to the ground while still remaining upright, or you go down to the ground with them, you're taking your opponent down. That's the second part of the counter. A third part of a counter is uh, a submission, okay, meaning. Uh, if you're able to, to grab and maneuver his arm and go into an arm bar or to a wrist lock or to a choke, uh, whatever it is, it's a submission technique, okay? Now, what you're doing is that you're, ne- you're still neutralizing the thread. You're, you know, you're getting him into a position to where he submitted in a submission and you're stopping him from attacking you. If you're able to hold on and, and keep it, great, perfect. Because then you can get help or someone sees it and they can help out. Okay. Now, out of the three types of counters, the striking, uh, the takedown, and the submission, to be honest with you, I'm the type of guy that if I'm out in public 
and I'm being threatened and I'm going to defend myself, me personally, I would use a submission. Why? Because I don't want to, I don't want to, I have to evaluate the situation, okay? <laughs> um, because, yeah, the first instinct for everybody is to strike, boom, hit them, take them down to the ground and be victorious. Now, I rather submit to try and still calm down the situation. But if there's more than one attacker, then I'm not going to submit. I'm either going to do a takedown or a strike. Most likely I'm going to strike. I'm going to try and strike to where I hit certain areas that will cause my opponent to go down. So I'm ready for the next person that, that's with him. Okay. So it's a real touchy thing. Even if my opponent is by himself and he has a weapon, meaning like a, a stick or a pipe, a knife, he has some type of blunt force weapon. Okay, I'm going to try and put distance between us. I'm going to try and block and not get hit from that thing. And at the same time, knowing my type of counter, well, I'm going to strike because he's trying to hurt me. And anybody trying to hurt you for no reason or to take stuff from you or just to be that, you know, that person that just likes doing violence. Well, they're sick in the head. I ain't going to lie. They're sick in the head. Okay. So doing that, you have to be aware, be ready, and then know what type of counter you're going to do for whatever situation it is. Okay, I mean, that's like if I'm, uh, let's just say I'm, I'm at, a, at a restaurant slash bar, okay, and this guy's already had too much to drink, he's already mouthing off, he's, he's getting belligerent, and then he actually wants to attack, okay, he wants to come at me. Now, I know he's drunk, right, I already know he had too much to drink. Am I going to strike him and break his nose and, and, or his ribs? No, okay, because I already know that he's drunk. If I try to take him down, let's just say I lose my grip and I take him down to the ground and he hits his head hard and, and causes, you know, causes him to black out or pass out or, or even break a skull. You know, it's like, whoa, I, I could get in trouble. But if he's drunk and he's coming at me, I want to maneuver myself to where I get into a submission. This is what I'm talking about. Knowing the types of counters that you do in certain situations. And it's really important to learn that. Okay. Now. You're saying. Jeremiah. How do I. How do I learn how to know what types of counters. And, and, and what to do. How to move. How to block. Right. How to be aware. How do I do this. Well. It's simple. Okay. You have to be ready. And how do you be ready. Well. It starts off with training. Okay. You have to train. You have to, you have to train in unarmed and armed combat. Or you pick one or the other. Now, here's the thing. And I get this a lot when I was doing workshops, okay? A lot of women who, 
who go to the shooting range and they they stand there with the with you know their gun, their little 22 or a 38 or a 9 mil and they they have that gun and they go to that shooting range and they're they're shooting, man. They're pa pa pa. And they're practicing. That's great. That's that's awesome. I like that. Now, here's the situation. If you're in a workshop and you're saying automatically, well, I'll just take out my gun and shoot them. Okay, but if they're within arm's length of you, how are you going to take out your gun? When you're at a shooting range, your gun's already there on the on a counter, and you pick it up, you load it, and you point, and you aim, and you shoot at your target. Well, if you're carrying your gun with you, where is it at? I know it's not on a counter. I know it's not in your hand all willy-nilly, <laughs> Okay. It's in your purse. So how are you going to defend yourself? Well, you have to reach into your purse, pull out your gun, point, aim, and shoot. Okay. Great. But you have to train to do that. You have to practice over and over and over again to be a quick draw. Just like guys, if they got their concealed handgun license... And they got that special belt where it hugs up against their abdomen and the gun's inside and the shirt's covering it. And that gun is also partly partial in their, in their, in their pants or their shorts, right? And if they feel that threat and that guy is right there in front of them, okay, within arm's length or within even leg's length. And he picks up his shirt and he pulls out the gun and he points and aims and shoots. Hey, if you're fast and you train like that at the range? Hey, great. More power. Man, do it. But you have to train to do that. You have to train to reach into your purse or to re- pick up your shirt and pick up, you know, grab the, your gun that's in your holster. You have to train in armed combat, in knife fighting, stick fighting. Whatever it is that you choose, you have to train and learn that weapon. Same thing with unarmed combat. If you're learning unarmed combat, meaning martial arts or mixed martial arts or whatever it is that you're learning, you have to train and train and train. Learn how to throw that punch. What's a proper punch, right? What's a proper kick? You have to learn these techniques in order for you to train and be ready. Now, that's one. You train in unarmed combat and you train in armed combat. Whatever it is that you choose to do. How else are you going to be ready? Well, physical and mental. Okay. Yes, uh, you know, working out, stretching, that's being physical. But keep in mind, are you going to tell your opponent, hold on, let me stretch out for a minute? No, you're not. So physically, you always have to be ready. Just like your awareness, you always have to be aware. Well, you always have to be physically ready, okay? Mentally, you have to have the mindset. Yes, if you're training at a dojo and you're learning martial arts, that's great. That's perfect. Let's just say that you're, you're learning, uh, you know, jujitsu and you're down on the ground and you're learning all this stuff, how to do an armbar, how to do a mount, how to get out of the mount, how to do a guard. If you're doing all that, great. Perfect. That's training. That's learning. 
But keep in mind to develop the mindset of saying, okay, if this is if this is not in the safety of a dojo, if this is out in the street, I want to be able to get out of this. And how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to protect myself if I'm in this situation? If I'm standing here and this guy's in front of me, it's not, it's not uh, you know, in a controlled environment. This is on the street. So what do I do? And you have to have that mindset. Keep in, you know, keep in mind <laughs> that when you're mentally there and you're ready to throw it down or to protect yourself, just because you're mentally ready doesn't mean that after it's all done, you're going to be okay. You still have mental challenges. Is it going to affect you afterwards? What should I have done? How can I have avoided this situation? Could I have walked away? Maybe I shouldn't have hit him so hard. Maybe I should have blocked. Maybe I should have just created more of a distance. You start thinking about all those things. I know I did when I defend myself in certain, in certain situations. Afterwards, I was, I, was, I was more mentally distraught than I was mentally defending myself. I really had to think about it. Well, what could I have done better? Okay, so that's, that's a second thing you have to look for when, when you're getting ready, right? How to be ready is you got to be physically and mental ready. Now, justification, okay? Now, justification is where, just like I was talking about the type of counters. If I know that the person is drunk and he's being belligerent and he's going to attack me, I have to have the justification on what self-defense am I doing? Am I going to do it hard, medium, or soft, right? Am I going to submit, take down, or strike? So justification on your self-defense plays a big part, okay? So if you, okay, so you have to know the situation that you're in. Is it, is the guy have a weapon and I'm striking him? And I strike him down to make him, you know, choke on his Adam's apple. If I break his nose so he can't see, I'm doing something just as hard as he's going to do something to me because the justification, right? He's trying to hurt me. And all I'm doing is protecting myself. I'm neutralizing that threat. But if the guy is drunk and he can't really stand that well and I see that, am I going to break his nose or make him choke? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and submit him and get control of him to, hey, take it easy, calm down, right? So knowing the justification on defending yourself plays a big part, okay? Now, why am I saying that? Well, because also you need to know your laws. So whatever state you're in or whatever town or city or county, whatever it is, look it up. Because I can say, oh, I mean, you defend yourself and if the law comes, you're not going to be arrested. I could say that. Now, is it right? In some areas, yes. In some areas, no. So you have to look up the laws in your area. Okay? Always, always know your laws so that way your butt is always protected. Okay? So that's, uh, that's basically the just of self-defense. I know it's a lot of info, and you can re-listen to it, and that'll be great. Please, 
Thank you. <laughs> if you like this episode, give it a thumbs up. All right. And again, I want to say thank you to the followers that are subscribed to, to the podcast and uh, and to the new listeners that are that hopefully listen. Oh, hey, you know, you're going to be in for a ride because there's a lot of info that I'd like to share about uh, self-defense and mixed martial arts, including traditional martial arts. Again, this is Jeremiah with Attack the Attack 360. And be safe out there. All right, guys? Be safe. Be aware. And God bless. Good night.